Hello and welcome to another edition of Max Level, a video game podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Monday morning on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Before we get started, I just want to get a few plugs out of the way. If you're listening to this on either iTunes or one of the many apps connected to iTunes or through the Google Play Store, please leave us a rating and a review as we would greatly appreciate it. It definitely helps us with our visibility on through the search engines for those podcast services. Secondly, if you aren't subscribed to us yet on YouTube or following us on Twitter at OriginalLDG or twitch.tv slash leveldowngames, please do so. We would greatly appreciate that as well. With that out of the way, we're going to start off the show as we always do. I'm Brian. Over there under the mask is the lovable luchador, Al Francaro. Hey, guys. So we're going to do a recap of what we've been playing over the past seven days, and we're going to start off with Al Francaro. Well, uh, if you listen to the last max level, I'm um, starting off with a game that uh, just released. That you actually just the, found out about last week, too. Just, just, just found out during, uh, during the podcast. <laughs> during the podcast itself. Uh, it's a game called Sundered. Um, I'm excited to get your thoughts on this. Now, Sundered, uh, the best way I can describe it, uh, you'd use a colloquialism, is uh, it's like a Metroidvania kind of game. Sure. Uh, so it's a lot of going around exploring the area. Uh, there's actually a little bit of a level-up kind of RPG uh, element to it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to die a lot in this game, and the game actually rewards your death with opportunities to upgrade your abilities. Uh, the game style itself, everything is hand-drawn. Um, nice. it's, a, really cool. like it's, it's, it's a beautiful game. Um, I, I just, you know, you want to take it in you just look at it, but there are hordes of monsters coming after you. So right. you really can't, you can't really can't stop to, to smell the roses, but, um, listen, I haven't gotten too far. I'm only, uh, maybe an hour and a half, two hours into the game. Sure. I, I've faced my first mini boss, um, but just the, the style of it, it, it's beautiful. It plays very well. It's very clean. It's, uh, it's on the unity engine actually. Um, so there, there's a couple bugs. It crashes every uh, so right. often. Which, just for. Like, like we mentioned off air when, when you told me that the game actually ran on Unity, that's just a problem with Unity itself. Not, nothing, yeah. nothing against the game for using that engine or anything like that, but that's just a problem that, that the Unity engine has in general. Yeah, but um, I'm looking forward to playing this game more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, le- leveling myself up is making, you know, it's, it's definitely getting me to want to explore other areas. I just uh, unlocked a, a couple of new abilities that should definitely help me out along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Nice. It's very fun. It's very fun. Very addicting. In fact, uh, I, I, I almost neglected my uh, podcast duties. Uh, Brian's like, <laughs> we, we, we got work to do, El Francaro. I'm like, all right. I guess I'll take, I'll tear myself away from Sundered. Um, I also just officially finished Until Dawn Platinum Trophy. I'm excited for that. Yeah, That's, uh, I'm glad to hear you say. Yes, you were right again. Um, I know. I just started. Oh, you're wrong plenty of times. <laughs> um, I just pre-ordered season two of Batman Telltale. Uh, as I cannot pre- wait for that. But so as my pre-order bonus, the gods have smiled upon me mm-hmm. and given me season one of Batman Telltale games, which I've, I've mentioned in a prior episode. Yeah, I always I always pass it up. I always pass it up. I have it now. Great. Uh, PS4. I just recently did a sale where games are ten to forty percent off. Just picked up Friday the 13th, so I look forward to playing that soon. Hopefully jump into a game with Justin, who we'll eventually see on another podcast soon. Yeah. Um, One day, there will be all three of us on this podcast. All three of us, you know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're missing our player three. Um, you know, uh, I, I got that going. I've still been playing Injustice. I, mm. I actually popped in uh, Street Fighter Five again, giving it its final chance. We're done. done we're done. For good? We're, we're, we're done. Never going I, back. They, uh, they put a new update out there. It did absolutely nothing for me. We're right. done. 
Um, that's, sad. that's sad. That's sad. It, it is because it's you know I love fighting games. Um, my next one will be I'm eventually pick up Tekken. We, sure. we know I'm gonna pick up Tekken. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, Sundered Friday the Thirteenth. These Telltale games. Uh, I also just started Telltale games. Uh, Game of Thrones season one. I'm not, not too far into it. Right. Um, but I'm enjoying myself. I got, I got plenty of games that should hopefully last me a little bit longer. Uh, the major August releases coming out are definitely uh, something I have to hurry yeah, up and play these games because they're coming. <laughs> Uh, but that's pretty much been it. Yeah, I've so I am devoting myself to Sundered, and I will be giving a much better in-depth analysis the further I get into it. Maybe uh, next week I'll give you uh, an update of just uh, what the wacky yeah, is. Definitely would, uh, definitely would like to keep uh, up to date on on your you know explorations throughout the game. I uh, uh, I'm excited. Like I, I want to play it myself. So I, I, I it's honestly I highly highly recommend it. Um, it's still on sale right now. Uh, by the time you hear this, folks. Uh, it should be on sale for another 24 hours. Uh, so if you're hearing this on Monday, the, the sale ends August 1st. Uh, you can pick this game up for, I do believe I paid 12 bucks for it uh, after the, with the pre-order sale. So D- definitely jump on that. So uh, how about you? Uh, what you been keeping up with? I know you've been doing a lot of reviews, so I know you have quite a bit of games you've been playing. Uh, yeah, thankfully I don't have a whole lot um, this week as I did last week. I know I spent probably too much time last week. I think it was over a half hour worth of, of talking about what I had been playing because it was like eight games. But um, I did put up a review last week for RPG Maker FES on the Nintendo 3DS, so I did get that done, so I was happy for that. Um, but I want to talk about three games that I've, that I've been playing. Um, all three are RPGs. So um, the first one, I'm still running through Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. I am nearing the end of that game, which it's crazy because I think I'm only like 24 or 25 hours into the game and I'm getting close to the end. And I know traditionally this game is roughly 50 to 55 hours long, but I'm playing the game on four times the speed. That's so what I was going to say. Yeah, the, it, it, yeah that's one, probably of the, um, one of the bonus perks of the Zodiac Age version of Final Fantasy XII is that you can play the game in fast forward at either two times or four times the speed. And I'm doing that. Um, it makes It's honestly making me wish that all RPGs had that aspect for when you're out <laughs> grinding enemies or just running through an open field. Just to put it on fast forward, because I can get from one side of the field to the other in like maybe two or three seconds. And then when I'm fighting enemies, the, the fast forward mechanic actually speeds up the battles as well. So... It makes everything just super quick, super easy, and with with Final Fantasy XII, one of their main selling points was the Gambit system, which means that you can basically set actions for your characters to do. So for the main character, Vaughn, I, you know, I have him, he's the one that I always am controlling. You can control anyone, but he's the one that I always just choose to control. And his main gambit is to attack the you, the foe, which you know is an enemy. So the main target is the foe, and I have it set to the one with the lowest HP. So whenever he's near an enemy, and it's like a group of enemies, he'll just attack the one that has the lowest HP. Everyone else, I have their gambit set to attack party leader's target. So you can literally just run around the field with these gambits on, and you don't have to actually engage in combat. Like they auto engage in combat, they auto do the stuff that you tell them to do. Um, you know, predetermined. So, you know, if um, if anyone's HP falls below 40%, I have the main healer, which is the white mage. You know, she's set to use um, Cura on the group, which will, you know, heal them up from anywhere from 800 to 1,000 HP per, per cast. And um, anytime, you, you know, your party members are poisoned or um, silenced or blinded or anything like that, you know, I have the, the white mage is set to just take, take care of that. So 
that is one thing I actually really do like about Final Fantasy XII, is that you can actually set up these actions to be done, and the characters just carry them out, and they do them as it needs to be done. So That's pretty, that's pretty cool, actually. I like yeah. that. That's, that's, yeah, it was definitely a revolutionary feature that Final Fantasy XII had, and they have, they have not used that feature since, which is crazy to me, because the Gambit system's really cool. And, um, you know, it's... I have so many things set up, and with the the license, you know, the license board where you get your spells and your skills and that kind of stuff, um, I I've almost maxed out one job for each character. So I definitely have a lot of stuff going on, and definitely a lot of slots because each character can have multiple gambit slots, and then up to like twelve or something like that. It's a lot that you can actually tell them to, you know, predetermined to do, and it's just really cool. Um, it it takes a lot of the grinding mechanic and like the grinding feel of running through battles and RPGs and going out and just doing the same thing over and over and over again because the characters are able to do it themselves but and it just lets me worry about you know like if something comes along where I don't have a spell to, uh, uh, a skill to take care of it and I, but I have an item to do so you know I can just worry about picking the item and doing that while the characters still do their normal stuff and um, you know I can still throw out like high potions and X potions and stuff just to keep their health up if you know, if I feel like uh, just a regular uh, healing spell is not going to do it. But it also lets me use items that, you know, have deadly, um, ben you know, deadly benefits to enemies and specifically like the summons, which you can't set. So you have to do that yourself. So I'm still getting which, 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 which is good because you don't yeah. want them summoning something uh, right, for exactly. a, a low-level battle. Right. I really, I really, honestly, I wish that kind of system would be implemented in something like Fallout. You know, yeah, whereas, where you could say, you know, or, 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 stuff. <laughs> please, Preston Garvey, don't be behind me. Don't, 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 don't be in the way. Right. Uh, just, yeah. just shoot these, shoot these guys. And, you know, let me do my thing. The gamut system's super cool, man. Like I said, I'm surprised other people haven't done it, and I'm surprised Square Enix hasn't gone back to it yet. Maybe we'll see it again in 16, especially if the uh, the guy that is the director from 12, rumor is he might be working on 16. So who knows. But um, another game that I'm playing right now is one that's currently under embargo, so I can't speak too much on it. But I did get a review code for The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel, which comes out on, that's a second August 2nd release. So that comes out on Wednesday, so two days from the time you're hearing this. And obviously the, uh, the game, it's just a PC port of what was available on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation Vita. So there's, there's some things I obviously can say, but specifically like the the differences with the pc version and how it runs and how it performs and and just what's different it's still under embargo until um until the second i believe i'd have to double check but um i uh i adore this game i i skipped it when it was on the playstation 3 i skipped it when it was on the playstation vita i just for whatever reason i do own it on the vita i have both the first one and the second one on the vita i just have not had a chance to play it just because i know they're long games like justin played this game it's just one it's his one of his favorite rpgs and games of all time I mean, it's, it's definitely, once he played it, skyrocketed up to near the top. and But it's like a 90-hour game. Um, and wow. I just didn't have the time, really, to, to devote to it at this point. And then when I found out about the PC version, and I found out what was different with it, and how much extra effort went into this version, I just decided to wait and get it on Steam. So they sent the code last week. Um, I, I'm not very far into it. I'm hoping to, to get some more done here, obviously, before the embargo is up. I would like to get a review up when, when other reviews are hitting. But if I'm not done, I'm not going to rush the review. I'm, I'm going to obviously take my time with it. So, But still a couple days, so you know, I don't have a whole lot going on this week. So hopefully I'll be able to get farther into that and um, you know, feel comfortable with putting up a review at that point. And then the third game I'm playing through is Excel World versus Sword Art Online, which are two animes. 
but um, they they usually they have three, if I'm not mistaken, three sort of online games for either the PlayStation Vita or PlayStation Four, and um, generally they they're okay games, but they're not great. Um, this one here, though, I'm really liking. It, it mixes the, the the universes from Excel World and from Sword Art Online, which both were done by the same company, by the same guy, actually, for, for animes. Like, he did both these these two series. And it's just, it's a, it's a unique story. Um, you know, you have the ability to fly around, you you know, because they're fairies in the, in the one world. So, uh, Sword Art Online has always been one of my favorite animes. It just disappointed me that a lot of the games weren't very good. But this one actually is it's definitely better than, than how I thought it was going to be, um, especially coming off the, the most recent one, Hollow Realization, which I thought kind of fell a little bit flat. But um, I, uh, I'm hoping to get a review up on this one here within the coming weeks. I, I just have, need to get more time into it. I just have so much going on still. But the good news is I am getting caught up. I'm, I'm down to only a handful of reviews left I need to finish. It's just unfortunate that all of these reviews that I'm working on are long RPGs that, that take a lot of time. That's, yeah, um, that's, that's going to take a little while, but it's, it's worth the wait. Yeah, but luckily, I mean, um, our review system is, it's we go in, we go really in-depth, and I mean, from from what people in the community have reached out to me and said, like, you know, they, they really do enjoy our reviews, so it definitely, um, it like you said, it is kind of worth the wait a little bit, and I do, uh, I do appreciate the kind comments. But I'm looking forward to a lot of these games that are coming up in August. And really, I'm looking ahead right now. I'm looking at my list of stuff that I've got coming up. And there are a lot of games that I do want to work on for August. So I do need to try to get some of these wrapped up. Um, obviously, there's a couple games coming out at the beginning of August, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But then once the, once like August 15th hits, there's three games coming out on the 15th that I kind of want to try to get reviews for. But then once we get to like the 22nd of August, we have like Uncharted: The Lost Legacy on the 22nd. Madden's coming up. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battles coming up at the end of August. Everybody's Golf, Yakuza Kiwami, uh, Warriors All Stars, Life is Strange Season Two. Like you know, well, the, I'm sorry, not Season Two. Life is Strange Before the Storm, the prequel. Um, all coming up at the end of August, and I just I gotta get at least a couple of these RPGs knocked out because I'm not gonna have time to to devote hours upon hours on end to to some of these games once everything starts coming. And then once we get to September, it's just the fall off yeah. becomes, and it just becomes ridiculous. Obviously, with uh, you know, Nac Two's coming, Destiny Two, Ease Eight, Metroid: Samus Returns, the Dishonored DLC, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, Danganronpa Three, just so much stuff coming in September, and then it just doesn't get any better for October and November either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my biggest disappointment, uh, just tying it back to anime, was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I am in the beta for uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, the beta got pushed back. Oh. So uh, it, it, was, it was supposed to start the 22nd mm-hmm. of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like we're going to be waiting until um, at least mid-August now, but I definitely want to hop into that. I'm a very, very big Dragon Ball Z fan. In fact, mm. I could probably point out the Dragon Ball Z poser somewhere in the background. Yeah, you, you had it there's, originally, and then you started pointing to the Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there, there's Dragon Ball Funkos directly behind me if I want to do that. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, the whole Dragon Ball Z deal, and I this is supposed to be up-to-date and current with Dragon Ball Super. Mm. Uh, so hopefully see some uh, Super Saiyan Rose and all, all, all the other cool things like that. Right. I I wouldn't die. I I want to tell y'all try try my hand at uh at reviews. Yeah, no, dude. But, I'm excited for you to actually once we once we have I don't know once you have the time to actually start uh, start doing some reviews as well. I think that'd be cool. I think you'd be good at it. 
Absolutely, because you know, the games I play and the games you play, they're totally just different. totally different. To, 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 totally different. And so, I, I, the, like the thing that's which which, like, which which is which is great for uh, level down games because that just means it's more variety for people to yeah, check but out. I I do try to play everything, and like I did. Yes, you do. I did throw up reviews for um for King of Fighters when it came out last year. I threw up a review for Injustice Two. Um, you know, fighting games are not my forte. I I, I play them. But I'm not good at them, and I know that you would be able to write something that's much more coherent and much better of a review for something that's like a fighting game. So the next time you know that that one's coming out, I definitely would like to see what you can do with it for sure. When the one yeah. that we obviously get early, not one that's already been like Tekken Seven. I'm not worried about that, but yeah, that that, that ship <laughs> has sailed, and yeah. So all right, well, that's what I've been playing. Let's go ahead and jump to the uh, the weekly scoop for the week. The uh, you know our news stories. I was able to find twelve things I want to discuss. So, number one on the list, Rayman Legends Definitive Edition has been finally have a release date for the Nintendo Switch. Um, so, how this came about, the European Switch shop actually listed the game uh, as in the coming soon section with the release date of September 12th. And it turns out that, you know, they went up a little bit early. The, the news hasn't, hadn't broken at that point that that was actually the release date for the game. But I think it was like a day or two later that, um, you know, it did come out that that actually was releasing on September 12th. And I don't know that I'm actually going to pick this up on the Nintendo Switch because I did play it when it was on um, PlayStation 4. But it's a great game. Have you played Rayman Legends? I, I haven't played Rayman Legends. Uh, I am an OG in Rayman. Uh, I've been playing since the beginning, but... Like I said, I, I, since I play so many games, this is one I, I missed. But yeah, Legends. Is... You know, be, 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 being that it's being that it's coming out to the Switch, this might be something I'd actually pick up because yeah. I don't have I don't have too many games on the Switch just yet. Right. Uh, I definitely want to remedy that soon. Yeah, and I mean this. Um, like I said, Rayman Legends is definitely a very strong game. This was actually supposed to, I think, be a Switch launch title, but for whatever reason, it was delayed. Um, it's a great game, and I definitely recommend if you have not picked it up or just want to pick it up again to have it as a as a handheld version and a console version. Totally worth it. Very worth it. Number two, Lost Sphere has a release date. Lost Sphere is the next game from I Am Setsuna Developers Tokyo RPG Factory, which is an in-house studio for Square Enix. They are releasing the their second game on January 23rd, 2018 for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this on PS4 or the Switch. So I am. Why not both? Yeah, why not both? <laughs> cue, cue gif of the girl asking why not both. Um, but uh, like I have, I am Setsuna for the PlayStation 4, and I know it's currently available on the Nintendo Switch. But I never picked it up on the Switch. I actually haven't finished it on PS4. It's one of those games that. I just have not gotten around to completing. I have played a significant chunk of it, but I just need to actually get back and finish it. Um, I Am Setsuna, I thought, was a good game, but it did have a lot of problems. But one of the things that Tokyo RPG Factory is doing within Square Enix, they're going back to that active time battle system that Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, you know, like some of the more popular Final Fantasies in the series, um, you know, they, they made famous and they made popular that, that active time battle system. So Tokyo RPG Factory is using a modified version of that, which is super cool. I, I like that they're going back to the old school style. And uh, in this game, this game actually sounds really interesting. So in, uh, in Lost Sphere, it follows a young boy named Kanata who wakes up from a dream to find his remote town disappearing. It's then up to him and his friends, Lumina, Locke, and Vaughn, to rebuild the world around them by converting thoughts into matter. So I'm curious, cool. like the story itself sounds really interesting. And uh, I thought I Am Setsuna had a decent story as well, but this one sounds leaps and bounds better. 
So I'm curious to see how this game does. I hope it does well. And I like that it's coming out at the end of January when it's traditionally kind of a slower time. Obviously, February has been stacked for the most part every year for the past couple of years. But January is usually a good time to release these RPGs because there's not a whole lot coming in January. Which, um, there was another, oh yeah, Nino Kuni 2 got delayed till January as well. So these Japanese companies recognize that January is generally a pretty good time to throw out their games in North America because there's not a lot of heavy hitters. So hopefully they keep that up. Yeah, I've noticed that RPGs normally stick to like like late December, early January, yeah, which traditionally which which which, slower, which which makes which, smart. Yeah, yeah, because this is yeah, definitely smart. Maximize, they want to maximize their sales. So uh, it's like it's it's you know I never I never thought about that, but it definitely makes sense to me now. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Well, number three, Xbox Games with Gold. We know what's coming for August 2017. Um, we are getting Slime Rancher from August 1st to the 31st on Xbox One. We're getting Trials Fusion from on August 16th to September 15th for Xbox good, One. Good game. good game. It's a great game. We're getting another good game, Bayonetta, from August 1st to the 15th on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. And then from August 16th to uh, September 3rd, we're getting Red Faction Armageddon for Xbox 360 and Xbox One. So, not a bad month for Xbox games with gold. I think the uh, the standout there for me is definitely Trials Fusion. I think it's probably the best of, well, that or Bayonetta. I, I think Bayonetta is a strong game as well. Um, uh, um, Slime Rancher, I'm not familiar. Is that um, Monster Hunter? Slime Rancher? No. it's uh, no. Slime Rancher has been in Steam Early Access for quite some time. It's like a first-person sim game that has you manage a farm of slime creatures. Um, definitely not something that I'm interested in, but I know a lot of people probably would be just based on some of the mechanics. But um, yeah, all in all, a solid month for Games with Gold. But our number four li- our, on the uh, weekly scoop is the PlayStation Plus lineup for August 2017. And I think this lineup is actually a lot stronger than the Xbox Games with Gold. And I think if we were doing a competition, I'd have to give it to Sony this month for, for their uh, games being offered because they're actually finally giving us legit games for PlayStation 4 now. So the, the games that we're getting through PlayStation Plus for August 2017... Just Cause 3 for PlayStation 4. Okay. We're getting Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry for PlayStation 4, which was the standalone DLC from Black Flag. Okay. We're getting Super Motherload for PlayStation 3. We're getting Snakeball for PlayStation 3. We're getting a great title, Downwell, for PlayStation Vita with PlayStation 4 cross-buy, so it'll be playable on PS4. And then a game called Level 22 on PlayStation Vita. Um, just the, the, the trilogy of just Kai, just cause three assassin's creed freedom cry and Downwell for me, I know, and you know, for generally speaking of myself makes it a much stronger month than what Microsoft is offering with games of gold. Yeah, those are big, those are big titles. I mean, Charles fusion is not a big title. It's a, no, but it's a great game. It's a, a, as I said, great game. Yeah, Bayonetta, uh, I would consider a huge title and also a yes. great game. But Just Cause 3 is one that I, I actually really enjoyed when it came out, released in 2015. But I never finished it, so I'm definitely going to download it and go back to it. Um, wow, it's only 2015? Time, yeah. fly, time flies. I know. Wow. I know, because we're already halfway through 2017. So, But yeah, Just Cause 3, was I was definitely pumped for this game when it came out. Um, I purchased it, and then I ended up selling it like a few months later just because I... How I usually do things, I, I buy everything for review for the most part. And then if I don't finish it or I don't have any intention to finish it or playing it, I, I'll just sell it so that way to kind of recoup some funds to get more games coming. So I'm always trying to have as much funds as I can to uh, 
to buy the latest and greatest games to try to get reviews up. But that was back before Level Down Games existed. Like Level Down Games was in a you know a concept stage at the end of 2015. I was getting ready, trying to figure out how I wanted to launch it, get ready to go, and then Jessica and I decided you know we launched it. It was like officially launched it in July of 2016. It's only bought the domain, got everything set up, so. Um, took six months to, uh, figuring how we wanted to do things and, and how I was going to have time to do all this. And I still don't have time to do all this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get it all done. So, number five on the list, The Sims 4 has been confirmed for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and a release date has been announced of November 17th. I know this is the thing, this is one of the, uh, the new stories from the week that Jessica was super excited about. She's a diehard Sims fan. You know, that's one, that's her favorite game. Um, you know, she'll play that all the time on, on her, her laptop. She, that's all she does, man. She'll, you know, just sit there and just build houses and, and play the Sims and she loves it. And I know a lot of people like it for that same reason. So the confirmation of the Sims 4 coming to PS4 and Xbox One came after some recent rumors that the Sims 4 was going to be coming to console sometime later this year. So it has since been confirmed, and the console version is going to feature most of the DLC that was released for the PC version of the game, which is pretty cool, because there's been a lot of expansion packs and yes, there has. a lot of content that has came out on PC, so it's cool that they're baking a lot of that into the, um, the main title for PS4 and Xbox One. And uh, EA did say that fans that purchased The Sims 4 on console can look forward to periodic game updates as well, so I'm sure they're talking about when you know the eventual more expansions come out for The Sims 4 on PC, they're probably just going to either release similar versions on console or just bake it in with the DLC that you let you purchase, you know, bits and pieces here and there. So um, the standard version is going to be forty nine ninety nine, but then there's a deluxe party edition which is going to be fifty nine ninety nine. So definitely uh, something to look out for. I know um, the Sims traditionally does pretty well on consoles. I know it does great on PC, which, but yeah, I say I'm. I, I played Sims up until Sims 2, and then I kind of fell out uh, play, playing other games. Mm -hmm. But my youngest sister, the, the, the littlest of the Frankitas, um, <laughs> she, she's a big Sims fan through and through. That's yeah, the present still, I pick up for her. She still plays, right? She still plays. She has a PS4, so I might be able to pick up a, a, a nice birthday present to, to get it out there. There you go. Birthday or Christmas gift confirmed. Hopefully she's yeah, not listening. Uh, no. Oh, the, the entire Elf and Carol clan subscribes, as should everyone else. <laughs> uh, now, um, what I really hope this game implements, though, and I, is mods. Because yeah, mo mods are what uh, the Sims live and die by, you know? Yeah, just really, like, downloading special things from, like, fan-based websites and content creation exactly, websites. Exactly, you know, being able to you know, bring your favorite celebrities into the game right, and right, all, right. all other fun things like that. Right. So, definitely looking forward to, well, I'm not looking forward, but I know a lot of people are looking forward to the Sims 4 on um, consoles later this year. Number, number we on six? Yeah, I think we're on number six. Uh, Walmart has canceled all of the SNES Classic Edition pre-orders. <laughs> so, I know you and I were disappointed that we missed out on the pre-orders when they went live on Walmart. Thank God we did, because yeah. I would be very disappointed. I mean, rumors are that Target will be doing it soon within the yeah, next they, week. They did say that they were going to be opening up pre-orders soon, but I think they really have to wait on Nintendo, and Nintendo has not given anyone any, any indication on how many they can pre-order or when they can do it or anything like that. So, um, mm. so basically what happened here is that Walmart has been emailing customers to inform them that the pre-orders have been canceled, and re the reason that they're giving is a technical glitch in their system which caused the pre-orders to go live when they weren't supposed to. Which they, okay. they went live on Friday, July twenty first. 
that's a fancy word for saying someone just got fired. Yeah, someone's okay. Screwed. Yeah, that, that's that's a big goof. They 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 sort a lot of ill will with the fans. Yeah. I mean Walmart's Walmart's not going anywhere, guys. No, Walmart uh, is Walmart is going to be sitting on top, nice and pretty for as long as they want to be. But but but, but people are quite angry. Oh yeah. Care. One of them. I missed out on the pre-order. I I saw the lose go live. I was actually about to give a call to Brian. Yeah. By the time by the time it even was, I was able to do so. Mm-hmm. We're done. Yep. It was over. They went out quick. Yeah. So the the full email that they're sending to customers reads as follows: Thank you for your interest in the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition. As you are aware, this is a highly sought after console that will launch later this fall. Unfortunately, due to a technical glitch, the Super Nintendo Classic Edition was mistakenly made available last Friday evening ahead of the official release date. We regrettably will have to cancel this item on your order. We know that this is incredibly disappointing to you, and we're truly sorry for this mistake. In regard to the cancellation of this item, if you pay it by credit card, your card has not been charged. Any authorization, any authorization holds placed on your account will automatically expire in accordance with the card issuer's policy. If you pay it through PayPal or with a gift card, your payment will be refunded when the order is canceled. The official launch date for this item is September 29th. Please check the product page on Walmart.com prior to that date for any updates. I do hope you'll give us another chance to earn your business back. <laughs> Don't worry, Walmart. Nope. Okay. I'll 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 still be I'll still be there. I still love you. If they but, but if I'm, they do pre-orders, that legit pre-orders, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely. You know, if it's the only place I can get one. I'll definitely pre-order. But but, but but to be fair, I've never pre-ordered anything from Walmart before. No, neither have I. I've only. Uh, I don't pre-order that much in general because I don't like the pre-order culture. Agreed. But any uh, anytime I do pre-order, it's usually through Amazon or Best Buy. I uh, ditto. I usually find to be their uh, their pre-order bonuses usually are the best. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm not a huge fan of GameStop either, so I feel pressured to to, to pre-order when I'm there, but I don't because no, nobody pushes off Frank Carroll around. Well, you shouldn't. No, nobody puts off Frank Carroll in the corner. Mm. Well, I'm only in the right corner right here. That's where I'm sitting. <laughs> that's where, that's where I'm. Um, but yeah, like honestly, I'm even getting to the point where I prefer to just download my games. Oh, obviously, yeah, I can't, obviously, yeah. obviously, I can't download a SNES Classic. No, legally, games. legally. <laughs> <laughs> games, games, I can get those games. Yeah, games. Uh, with the exception of Star Fox Two, I've played these games already, mm-hmm. but I, but I want to have it for the nostalgia factor. Yeah, for the I'm, 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 I'm still upset that I couldn't get my NES Classic. I'm still upset that. Which speaking of, did you see Amazon what they did um, for the? I think it was actually today as we record this. They had like the treasure treasure box or treasure trove in like six different cities, and. Um, I think it was like Atlanta, Seattle, Los Angeles, like six cities across the U.S. And you were actually able to get the NES Classic there. All you had, yeah, to, all you, all you had to do was sign up and get a code. And as long as you got a code, you were guaranteed a system. And they weren't marked up. Like they were just straight, legit, whatever it was, like 60 or 70 bucks. So they, great, saved, see, they saved some uh, in their warehouse for that. Which yeah, great. I'll, I'll see those on eBay for, for three or $400. Yeah, uh, I saw a picture on NeoGAF. Some dude bought like seven. And that makes me mad. Because yeah, I, I would like to buy one that's not marked up, but I still can't find one. And it's getting to the point now where if you don't have one, you're not going to be able to find one much longer unless it is marked up because they don't, they're not in production anymore. You know, I mentioned it in a prior episode, maybe in the last episode, where I saw more than one Nintendo Switch in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be a jerk. I have expendable income. I can buy three or four or five Switches if I really want to. Right. And then and then flip them for for money, but that's not the kind of gamer I am. No, I you know I don't do that either. I, I I wouldn't do that to someone else who's out there looking to you know to to, to play these games. Yeah, then they don't want to you know spend a markup of you know, like two three hundred bucks. 
you know, that's not me, you know, I'll make my money the, the old-fashioned way. I actually go to work and I work, you know, and, and, you know I put on a mask every day. Uh, <laughs> you put on the mask and step between those ropes every single day. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not right, and that's what's going to happen with the SNES Classic, yeah. and it's going to, you know, the same thing happened, it's going to piss me off to no end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why Nintendo has to do this to us with every single thing they put out. Yep. They did it with Amiibos, they're doing it with this. Just... You know, the demand is there. Yeah. It's obviously there. We want it. Do yeah. it. You can do you can do a second release of the NES Classic. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna no one's gonna say, Oh no, it's not the first NES Classic. No one cares. Just yeah. put it out. No one cares. They they did <laughs> say though with the SNES Classic that they they are going to produce significantly more of these than they did with the NES Classic. Which, Until the end of the year. Right. Which the NES Classic shipped two point three million units. So maybe we're looking at like four million units for the SNES Classic, which if they do that many, there's a good chance that if you want one, you'll be able to find one at some point. So hopefully that's the case. I, I am still holding out hope that Amazon does open pre-orders. Like I said, everything because I because I do most of my work from home and you know I'm doing most of the, most of my work just is through Level Down Games. I generally don't have to leave the house that often, so it's just super nice being able to order things from Amazon or Best Buy and have it shipped straight here with with no shipping because you know I have Amazon Prime, I have Best Buy Gamers, you know the Gamers Club unlocked. So it's it's super nice to being able to to use those and the cool thing with those two companies in which I still can't believe people actually prefer to shop at GameStop over Amazon or Best Buy when a new game comes out you get 20% off for the first yeah. yeah at Amazon for the first 2 weeks and Best Buy as long as the game is new it doesn't matter how long it's been out like if if the game you're purchasing is new you'll get 20% off and you know I can get a $60 game for $48 plus tax so it's it's insane to me to shop anywhere else you know, if you do, if you do uh, manage to get two pre-orders, you want to get one from me, I will totally pay you the fair market value. Yeah. Plus it, plus shipping. $300. I will gut you like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's jump to number seven. I think that's enough of the, uh, the SNES Classic. Um, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus season pass has been announced. And I know you saw this in the Nightly Scoop the other night and actually were instantly interested in the Wolfenstein 2. So I am. <laughs> Bethesda has announced the season uh, season pass for Wolfenstein 2: The New Colossus, which is include it includes three content packs. The um, it's the season pass is actually being called the Freedom Chronicles, and it lets players step into the role of three different freedom fighters. And it's going to be twenty four ninety nine when it comes out later this year. Uh, the first content pack is the Adventures of Gunslinger Joe, which is you play as a former professional quarterback Joseph Stallion smashing through Nazi hordes from the ruins of Chicago to the vastness of space, which sounds pretty cool. The, Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The second content pack is the Diaries of Agent Silent Death. As an ex-OSS agent and assassin Jessica Valiant, infiltrate Nazi bunkers in California and discover the secrets of Operation San Andreas. Also sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And then the third one is The Amazing Deeds of Captain Wilkins. As the U.S. Army's renowned hero, Captain Gerald Wilkins, embark on a mission to Nazi-controlled Alaska to dismantle Operation Black Sun. Again, sounds super cool. So I, I have been a huge fan of, of Wolfenstein since they brought it back. You know, Wolfenstein, uh, The New Order, and what was the other one, The Old Blood or something like that? Both of those two games, phenomenal, fantastic games. That's literally, I watched the Nightly Scoop, and then I started messaging, and I was like, damn you, Nightly Scoop, making me want to buy Wolfenstein. Uh, Unfortunately yeah. for Wolfenstein, it does come out the same day as Super Mario Odyssey. And I do think that Nintendo fans that are, you know, diehard Nintendo fans are going to probably prefer Super Mario Odyssey over um, over Wolfenstein. But hopefully I'll be able to get both, man. I, I want to play through both those games really bad. 
It happens all the time. You know, like I said, uh, I've said in the previous episode, I had Fallout 3 for the longest time. Never played it just because when two big games hit, right, right. I make it, I make it, I make it on both, but one's getting the play, one's not. One's, one's going to sit on my shelf until I'm ready. Absolutely. So m- maybe, I'll, maybe I'll hold off on Wolfenstein for a while, but I guarantee you, I will be playing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. One one way or another, Wolfenstein 2 will be absolutely played through by me, and I will enjoy every second of it because I love Wolfenstein. And like I said, just the uh, machine games, since they brought the series back, I think they've just been doing a fantastic job, and I, I cannot wait to see what they do with the new Colossus. So uh, we're on number eight now, right? Yes. Okay, number eight is the Xbox Game Pass is adding seven new games in August, which the Xbox Game Pass, if you're not familiar with what that is, it is Xbox slash Microsoft's Netflix-like subscription service, which lets you basically stream games to your Xbox One and um, without having to download them. It's pretty cool. Uh, so they're adding seven games on August 1st, and the games are Dead Rising 3, Limbo, Dirt Rally, So Many Me, Ultratron, Pharonic, and Metal Slug XX. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Metal Slug. It's uh, SNK Games. Uh, Chainsaw, Shotgun, yeah. love it. Those are, those are the great games I used. I remember playing them in the arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, Limbo is a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's a great game. I'm 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 pretty psyched. To, you know, just the fact that it's it's a it's a streaming service. You know, so you're gonna just be able to just play. Yeah, and it's something they're, that they're very, very, very Reminiscent of the uh, the old Sega channel. Yeah, something that they launched. I think it was last month in June that they that they started doing this. The Xbox Game Pass it provides subscribers access to a library of over a hundred games, and it's only ten bucks a month. So it's super affordable, and Microsoft is going to be cycling games in and out of the service each month, very similar to what Netflix and Hulu does. But um, they did say that they're not going to start cycling games out until November. So anytime that you, um, you know, the, the games that they're adding for July, for August, for September and October are not going to get starting to be cycled out until at least November for now. Um, so you have at least a good five, six months to play that game. So it's yeah. definitely, you know, it's, it's a good run. Right. And I mean, like, if you look back at some of the games we got uh, in this month, July, which is still July, they added Resident Evil 6. They added Dead Island Definitive Edition. They added The Flame and the Flood. Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition, F1 2015, and Bard's Gold. So, I mean, they're adding pretty good games. I mean, Flame in the Flood and Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition are great games. Which, Guacamelee Guac- actually Guac- stars you. I was going to say, <laughs> I, was, I was about to make Guacamelee. <laughs> yeah. That game, that, that, that game actually stars Alfred Carroll. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm glad you're familiar with the game. That's I, I played it. It's fun. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, I love that game. Yeah. I love that game. Absolutely. So I, I am fully on board with the uh, Xbox Game Pass, and I kind of wish it would be something that Sony would mimic with their PlayStation Now service, because with PlayStation Now, I mean, it is um, it is streaming, but you can't actually download the games if you don't want if you if you want to. Which with Xbox Game Pass, it lets you download the games as well. So, um, I, kudos to Microsoft for actually doing something innovative like that, and hopefully, hopefully the system just gets better because that is one reason I think it's very beneficial to have an Xbox One. Because this this system is not available on PC, which you know mostly everything else that Microsoft does is available yeah. on a home PC, and I think all of their games legitimately are available on PC now, except for Halo Five, which and I even think they said that Halo Six when it comes out will be available yes, on PC. Yes, six, well. six is going to be on PC. So they're really for for exclusive games. There really isn't a reason to own an Xbox One, but features like Xbox Game Pass and just convenience of having a an Xbox for 
you know, these games that you could also play on PC. I know some people would like to lay on the couch or do something like that. So convenience <laughs> factor is there as well. But um, I, I do think that the main selling point for the Xbox One X and, and any future iterations of the Xbox is that Game Pass. Because, I mean, just like uh, EA does with the... Um, that, what is it, the Access Vault or something like that? I can't... Yeah. Uh, something like that. But uh, they add every single one of their games to the vault after like six or seven months. So, I mean, if you can wait on an EA game, I mean, chances are you'll be able to play it within a year for free through... And they, they only charge five bucks a month. So, these types of systems are definitely the way of the future, I think. And I, I'm totally on board. I'm all for more people getting access to these games. Exactly. You know, because, you know... It's not everybody can afford to spend sixty bucks, right. hundred twenty bucks a right, month right, right. on games. You know, ten bucks a month. it's about two games a year. Yeah, uh, price wise. Yeah, for for a full library, absolutely. You, you can't lose. Absolutely. So number nine on the list, uh, something that you actually mentioned to me before we started recording, and I had already had it planned to talk about the. Pokemon Go Fest attendees are going to be suing developer Niantic over the <laughs> frustrations and the uh, what, what do I, like the hassle that the Pokemon Go Fest was. So, I mean, I pulled up this article. It's on IGN. It says, following the disastrous events of last week's Pokemon Go Fest, a few dozen event attendees are banding together to sue developer Niantic. According to Thomas Zimmerman, the lawyer organizing the lawsuit. The attendees feel that Niantic did not provide the experience that was advertised and want reimbursement for travel and other expenses. Which I can I get that. I mean, obviously, you know, if you if you traveled from out of over you know overseas or even if you spent a couple hundred bucks to go to this festival in Chicago, it was a mess. So the game was unplayable for most attendees, prompting Niantic to offer ticket refunds and in-game credit as an apology. However, the attendees who created this lawsuit are seeking reparations for their other expenses as well. Quote, we're not seeking any relief with respect to the failure to get legendary Pokemon because Niantic is offering that, Zimmerman told Polygon. But Niantic is not offering to refund people's travel expenses for coming to Chicago. Most of the people came from out of state, many people from other countries. So, And they did go on to say that Niantic has made further attempts to remedy the situation, extending the period of time rare Pokemon could be caught to give more time to attendees. But Zimmerman states at this point the attendees simply want their expenses covered more than anything else. Which, like I said, I get that. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the lawsuit. But no, I, I, it's it's quite frivolous to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I trust me. I used to play Pokemon Go, and the game was unplayable at times. Yeah, for 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 the game to become unplayable during an event like this, it's hilarious to me. Oh, I, it's, <laughs> I, 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 and you know, trust me, you know, I'm a Pokemon fan. I'm wearing a Pokemon shirt right now as we, as we speak. Right. Um, but yeah, you get your panties under a bunch that you didn't get Lugia and Articuno. Mm. Who really cares? Right. I mean. This isn't a real. This is not a real video game. I will not embrace this as a real game. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, if, if if you want to wow me, Pokemon you know, with a mobile game, give me Pokemon Snap on the mobile. Okay. Right. Yeah, that'd be super cool. But yeah, this. I, I, first of all, I don't believe people are still playing Pokemon Go. Still, uh, apparently, a ton of people are still playing it. I guess. I guess so. We're uh, going to travel to Chicago, and I'm not going to travel from. Japan. I'm not going to travel to Japan, to Chicago, which I wouldn't travel to Chicago for any other reason in general. <laughs> uh, not even for some good pizza? Uh, first of all, they do not sell pizza in uh, Chicago. They sell a glorified casserole, and it's disgusting. <laughs> New York for life, okay? And if I offend any Chicago fans, I'm sorry. Leave your comments below telling me how much you hate me. All right? Bash, or you can, feel, or, feel free to, or, feel free or, to or, bash or, Long Island. 
or, or say horrible things to me on my official Twitter. It's Brian. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> okay, let's move on to Pokemon. I think <laughs> enough Pokemon. Um, <laughs> number 10 on the list, Dragon Quest XI has been confirmed to be coming to North America. I am so, 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 so excited. It's finally been confirmed. Dude, you know I'm not a big RPG fan, but I watched the, the reveal video for this. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yes. I, I'm hyped. Dragon, I'm Quest, even... Dragon Quest VIII is still one of my favorite RPGs of all time. And with Dragon Quest XI, they're kind of going back to that style um, especially with the PS4 version, there is a 3DS version as well, which looks totally different and looks super good. I would, I'd actually be up for playing both versions. But the one that I'm hyped for and the one that I'm really excited about is Dragon Quest XI on the PS4. And we do know that it is officially being called Echoes of an Elusive Age here in North America. And it's going to be released sometime in 2018. Um, probably if I had to venture a guess, generally, I think the game literally just came out in Japan. They usually try to go for around the same time. So my guess... I think it was the 21st, but yeah. don't, don't quote me. My guess is we're probably going to see this game in July of next year as well, because they, they generally take about a year to go. And I think July is a good time for this game. July is a great time to release this game in North America. So franchise creator Yuji Hori shared the news in a video message addressed to Dragon Quest fans, during which he confirmed the localization work has already begun, um, and it is being localized into five separate languages, one of them which obviously is English. So, um, Can I play it in Dothraki? I doubt it. <laughs> Me name this, Me name this, <laughs> So the one thing that they did not mention during this reveal, they did say that more information would be coming later this year. I think they, they specifically mentioned the fall, so I'm assuming we'll either get something at the Tokyo Game Show where they'll, they'll talk about it, or maybe even so far as to wait till the PlayStation Experience, which takes place in December, which that's not the fall. That is, uh, obviously, that's in the winter. Um, oh, no, they did say additional details later this year so yeah i i bet we're going to learn more about this at playstation experience um and you know this honestly this is a series that I, i'm not an rpg guy but this is a series i play actually dragon quest it's definitely one of the last rpgs that square enix has that is a traditional rpg obviously with final fantasy moving away from the traditional sense and with 15 granted they could go back to it with 16 or future future iterations of the franchise but as it stands right now final fantasy has moved away from that traditional traditional system but dragon quest still holds on strong and i mean dragon Absol- quest pl- is a phenomena in japan it absolutely is i mean i i started on dragon warrior nes yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, i've been following this uh in japan they know that when this game comes out people are calling out sick to work yeah people will like, take off work they and people like employers know like they just they, they know and it's a, it's a it's a big it's a big deal there yeah. and like said and that's, like um, said, that's so cool because it's like one of the last things that actually is like that in Japan. Like Dragon Quest still has that following, still has that ability to, you know, to excite people. And even here, I think that it doesn't get as much love as it deserves in North America. But I do think people are really excited for Dragon Quest Eleven. They did not mention platforms that it will be coming to. Obviously, it's hit PS4 and 3DS in Japan. I think it's safe to say it's coming to both systems here as well. It is confirmed for Nintendo Switch as well. I was gonna say it has to be on the Switch. Yeah, just, I mean, it hasn't. It hasn't released on the Switch in Japan yet, and they they have not mentioned it since the original outing that it was coming to the Switch. But um, I, I like I said, I assume that because we're getting more information later this year, it will be at PlayStation Experience, and it's definitely going to be PS4 for sure here. That's that's how that's how I'm picking it up. Yeah, as well. clearly, I'm do it I mean, PS4. If, 
I like I said, I do want to play both versions, but if I can only afford to get one right away and play through the other later, I will be buying it on PS4 first. Absolutely, 100%. So yay for Square Enix for finally announcing that that game was coming. I know a lot of people were scared that we weren't going to get Dragon Quest Eleven because... But, I mean... They, they, there should have been no question that we weren't going to get it because they've been releasing every single Dragon Quest that's been made for exactly. PS4 here in in um, in North America. I think the only Dragon Quest game we have not gotten is um, Ten, which was their MMO for the Wii, and it's now available on the Wii U. That does count. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, what, I, 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 I definitely passed on that one when it came out. To uh, well, you had you it didn't come out here. You had to pass. It, it was only in Japan. No, it, no. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, Dragon Quest X never released here. It's crazy that it never did. I could have sworn that it was coming out to us that we had we, we had the one on the, on the web. I'm pretty sure it was the Wii. Nope, unfortunately, never released. All right. <laughs> El Francero es el loco. Okay. Yeah. I wish it did, man. I I would have played it. I wanted to play it. People still want it to be brought over not- to this day, but not happening. Um. But, like, for the PS4, we did get Dragon Quest Builders, which was the Minecraft um, version of Dragon Quest, which I highly recommend. It's super fun. I think it's better than Minecraft. And then um, we did get Dragon Quest uh, Warriors, which was their Musou game. Or, no, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. And, I mean, it should have just been the no-brainer that we would get 11 as well. So, it's coming. It's finally coming. Number 11. Capcom is planning more Switch releases in the wake of the success that Ultra Street Fighter 2 has found. So, thanks to the strong performance of Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers, Capcom is reportedly planning more games for release on the Nintendo Switch. We have no idea what games these are. Oh, I'll, throw, I'll venture a guess. Mega Man Legacy Collection. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Darkstalkers. Yeah. But surprisingly, Ultra Street Fighter 2 exceeded Capcom's expectations immensely. It sold 450,000 units in the first quarter of this year. Which, that's crazy. I have it for the 3DS because I found it for $2. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm surprised someone's actually paying for Ultra Street Fighter 2. Yeah. And uh, on the Switch. I mean, it's cool to be able to take the game with you and just right. pop a couple controllers and just sit down, but right. I did not think they were doing so well, but you know, more power to them. I love Capcom. Like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll probably end up buying the Mega Man Legacy Collection that I'm talking smack about right now. Right. Hopefully, uh, uh, I, bought, I, bought, I bought it for 3DS. I'll probably buy it for PS4 or uh, Switch. Yep. And hopefully that means like things like Monster Hunter will eventually come to the Switch, which we obviously know it will at some point. We're getting that that one... Um, uh, no, that's on... Uh, no, that is... The, the 3DS version is coming to the Switch, I believe, later this year. But I would like to see something like Monster Hunter World. You know, the newer Monster Hunter games come to the Switch. And then... You know, anything like maybe the Phoenix Wright series would be would be great for the Nintendo Switch. So things like that, um, I'd like to see, or even Resident Evil. I mean, like you know, bring huh? stuff like that. Um, have Capcom put higher quality games than just you know ports and, and re-releases. New so. Phoenix Wright is coming out soon, correct? New Phoenix Wright, yeah, but that was on um, 3DS. It was based, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's not Switch. So more power to Capcom. I'm glad they're they're putting support behind the Switch. Um, more companies need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then our last bit of news today, number 12, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice had a new trailer, and they kind of went through some of the PlayStation 4 Pro support that's going to be included with the game. Uh, we had this trailer up on the Level Down Games YouTube channel. Did you get a chance to check it out? I checked, I checked it out, yeah. This game looks really, really good. It's, it's being done by Ninja Theory, um, which it's their first independently produced um, video game without a, without a major publisher, which I think is pretty cool. 
Um, if you if you don't know Ninja Theory, they did Heavenly Sword for PlayStation 3. They did Enslaved Odyssey to the West for PS3 and Xbox 360. They did the remake of Devil May Cry DMC. Um, and then they're obviously doing Hellblades to Newest Sacrifice, which this game is it's super cool looking. It's uh, how do I want to say it? It's basically based on like Celtic and Norse mythology. And you start, you're playing as Sanua, who's a, this, this younger girl, as she embarks on a, a journey to this like hellish underworld type of a place. And it just looks wild and insane. And I'm super excited to play it. It comes out soon. It comes out actually on the, uh, the 8th of August, which is it's real, it's real soon. Honestly, I, I love anything like that's Norse and Celtic. Like, yeah, I, just, I love, I, you know, just. Me too. The, 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 all the mythos behind that, I can only imagine what kind of game they're going to be pumping out there. Yeah, and this is a digital-only game, so I mean, this is not getting a actual physical release. So I mean, it's probably going to be on the smaller side, maybe you know, no more than ten hours, probably somewhere in the realm of six to eight hours, which is a good experience for a type of game like this. I mean, these games don't have to be twenty, thirty hours to still be enjoyable and good. But some of the uh, the PlayStation Four Pro enhancements that are being included with the game. Users with the PS4 Pro are going to be able to choose between experiencing Hellblade with enhanced resolution or at a higher frame rate of 60 frames per second, which is cool. I like that they're doing that. Um, and then high-end PC owners will actually be able to play Hellblade with an uncapped frame rate at 4K. So, Oh, nice. Uh, this game is going to be gorgeous. Ninja, Ninja Theory definitely has made some great-looking games. Like I said, Enslaved is actually a very sleeper hit of a type of a game. I don't know if you've ever played that one. but that I haven't, though. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, Hellblade is a game that I've been following for ever since it was announced, with like two or three years ago, and I'm just glad that it's finally less than two weeks away. I'm definitely looking forward to giving this a shot, and yeah, hopefully I'll be able to get a review up on it in a timely manner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for the weekly scoop this week. We are going to go ahead and move into our main discussion point for this week. This actually is a suggestion from Al Francaro, because we uh, we were trying to figure out what to to discuss for the for the weekly discussion um so obviously we know that super smash brothers is going to be coming to the nintendo switch at some point uh chances are it's going to be an enhanced version of the versions that are currently already available on the wii u and the nintendo 3ds the fact that this has already not been announced yet is kind of baffling to me that we you know that they haven't announced it yet but granted we do have pocket tournament dx coming later this year we just had ultra street fighter 2 we just had arms so i mean nintendo with their um their fighting genre has definitely kind of been crowded in in 2017, so they might be saving off on this port for 2018. They they normally do. Uh, you know, even I think original Smash Brothers wasn't even out until 2001, if I'm not mistaken. Right, but I, I am anticipating that they are going to do a new Super Smash Brothers for the Switch as well. Oh, no, they, they always do every every the, end of the life cycle of the Switch. But I, that's why I think that's why I think it's crazy that this game is not coming out this year. So if it's not this year, which it clearly isn't, I think it will be sometime in the first half of 2018. Um, maybe even in the first couple of months, maybe they'll announce it here soon. Because, um, you know, we are probably due for another Nintendo Direct sometime around September, if I had to venture a guess. Um, but what we're going to do, we're actually going to discuss what additional characters we would like to see added to the roster, realistically or not. I mean, we could get crazy and, you know, add things that would never happen. Let's try to stick to the realm of video games. Okay. Um, I think it's fair to say, like, I don't think we should say, like, um, you know, looking at your Funko Pops behind you, like, I don't think we should say, like, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> 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 Which just are the two closest to your, uh, to your right arm there, so that's the one I had to say. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think we should stick to, uh, to video games. And um, 
we're going to do five each. So ten potential additional characters coming to Super Smash Brothers on the Switch. There is absolutely no way they add ten additional characters to this game. No, not, not at all. Um, realistically, uh, realistically, we might be looking four, at two to four. four two to four, yeah. I would say, realistically, if we get any at all. This might just be a straight port, but... Um, I hope not. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but if we get any at all, I think two to four is realistic. Um, but just to go with ten, I mean, cover our bases. We'll see how many of these we get right as far as as far as it goes. But one of the uh, one of the ways we're going to do this is that El Caro and I each have one veto. And if if one of us doesn't like the uh, the choice that the other person is saying, we have one shot to to veto it. And once we use that veto, it obviously it does not replenish. We do not get it back. Um, if we do veto one another. You instantly have to pick another character without thinking. Like you have, let's say, five seconds to pick a character. If you do not, not if you do not select a character in five seconds, you just lose. Like you just not, you're out. Not, that pick. Thi not thinking, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you are just out that pick. So um, I just want to. I just want to be totally honest. I do not have a list in front of me. Nor do I. We're yeah. going to be doing this just off the cuff. Yeah. Um. I think in the spirit of fairness, since I went first in our last competition last week, okay. I'm going to let you go first. Okay, that's fair. Um, so for my, my first choice is, I think, an obvious choice and one that fans definitely want to see. Uh, me, me as well. Um, it's a character that was blatantly left out of Super Smash Bros. on the Wii U and the 3DS, and that is Ice Climbers. You know, I do want them back. Yes, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're out. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, can't, I can't believe that they were actually left out. And I know they said something about the getting them to work on the 3DS was kind of challenging because, you know, the two-character two mechanic system that they had. But I don't buy it. I think they just left them out to add them, to add them on the Switch. I really do. <laughs> we had, we had uh, Duck Hunt Dog with... Uh... Yeah, I know. They did stuff like that. That's why I don't get, like, why, yeah. they, uh, why, they, why they tried to say that. But who knows? Yeah. yeah. You lie. You're lying, liars. You lie. Liars. Uh, liars. Uh, for my first pick, I'm going to go with the one that is ever everyone's asking for. They've been asking for it a long time. Okay. Ridley from Metroid. Ooh, I like that. I like that choice. I I will not veto that at all. Oh man, what do I want to do? Um. So we can go realistic or unrealistic, huh? As long as it's in the realm of video games, unless you want yeah. to waste a pick. No, <laughs> no, because you'd veto it and I just have to pick. Um, you know what? It's Shovel Knight. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, Shovel Knight, it's, it's gotten some success. Oh, I should, uh, I should actually be writing these down. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me do that real quick. Plus, it gives you time to think. No, I got, I got one. All right. <laughs> so I said Ice Climbers, and you said Ridley. Ridley. I don't know why I didn't think to write this down, because we will go over at the end. And I said Shovel Knight. All okay. right, so for my second pick, someone who, uh, he gets glossed over so much. Okay. Um, and I really don't like it, but he does, because he's a staple in all the party games. Mm -hmm. I know you know where I'm going with this. Mm. Waluigi the wiener. Waluigi, the join Wario. I won't veto that. I'll take it. Um, we don't have to use our vetoes either. If we like all five picks, like, we don't have yeah. to use them. No, I will veto you because I want to. Uh, <laughs> I know. 
Okay. Um, well, it's not so easy now, is it? It's not. I'm actually going to go with a character near and dear to both of us. Possibly. Depending on, on how we look at the said character. Tom Nook. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> From the end oh, of the you're, series. Oh, you're a dirty dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Oh, I love this amount of crossing. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. But in the words of Phoenix Wright, objection! Okay, so you're vetoing I'm Tom gonna, Nook. I'm going to veto Tom Nook. I just don't think he makes the cut. Okay, so I have five seconds. I'm not even going to think um, King Carole from Donkey Kong Country. Wow, you took my next pick. That's so cool. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that's a good replacement. Uh, I'm gonna actually going to step outside the realm of Nintendo in general. Okay. Just like, I'm going to say that they reach out for Crash Bandicoot. I like that. And I think it's timely. I think it actually would work pretty well. Um, obviously, with the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy just releasing on the PlayStation 4 last month. And then there's been rumors that the game might actually be coming to Xbox One as well. Because it is not exclusive to, to PlayStation 4. No. Um, everyone thought it was. But they ever since it was announced, they have not said that this game isn't exclusive. So... Um, I, I do think that that is a possibility that they would reach out for, for Crash Bandicoot. I think that'd be cool. I, uh, I like it. I like it. Oh, man, what I want to do next. Um, trying to think of games that I've played that I like. I guess we don't have to stick. No. Uh, no, I guess we don't have to stick Nintendo. Well, I said Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's not Nintendo. So <laughs> I, I already went out of the realm of Nintendo. Sorry, I have to think. This is tough. This is a lot harder than it seems. Now, this is a story... About a blue girl who lived in a blue world. No, I'm not going to sing that song. Uh, sure, why not? You know what? I'm going to go... No, they wouldn't do it. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. I was going to say Snake, but they wouldn't at it. He was already. He was, but um, just with the way that Konami has been, <laughs> I don't think that um, that they'll actually do it again. So... Man. <sighs> I got one. Okay. I'm actually going to go into the realm of wrestling. Okay. John Cena. Being able to have a veto, you're kind of locked in on that one there, champ. I know. That's, uh, that's why I did it. I, well, I'm, not, are, I'm not a huge Cena fan. He's not even going to be selectable because you can't see him. I'm, uh, not huge, I'm not a huge John Cena fan. But being that he is the most recognizable you know, superstar yeah. that WWE has... I think it would be cool, and it would fit with an upcoming top ten. Actually, the upcoming top ten this coming up week, the uh, wrestlers in a non-wrestling video game that you actually put together. So that's that's coming up this Friday. Quick shout out to that, and they, uh, you know, if, if you're wondering what we have coming up for the top ten, that's that's the one that's going to be posted on the fourth of August. Um, he would totally fit in with that. But yeah, you don't have a veto, so John Cena is locked in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... And I'm only saying this one here because it's in the realm of possibility, thanks to Captain N, Game Master, mm-hmm. being being their logical connection. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Simon Belmont. Veto. You dirty dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm going to be going. I got it. I'm going to be taking Doctor Wiley. Okay. Okay. Uh, using a, using a, uh, various robot masters as is like his okay. powers and such. Simon Belmont. I just don't think there's any way. 
I, that falls in the same realm as Snake with Konami. I just don't think that Konami is going to be willing to do anything like that. So, I would love to see it, though. I would, too. Um, I just don't think it happens. For my... This is my, oh, my last pick? Yeah, my last pick. I'm going to go with a character that has been rumored to be coming to Smash Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. since, well, since I think since the, the Wii U and the 3S versions were announced. Um, I'm going to go with Gino from Super Mario RPG. Can't do this to me. That was my final pick. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> now no, I'm pulling from nowhere here. So I, I, I think that Gino actually fits in pretty well with the uh, the Smash series. Um, and like I said, there's been some strong rumors that he was coming to the um, that the series at some point. So I'm gonna go with Gino. All right. Then you know what? I'm gonna go with another one that the fans really want. Okay. I do, I don't. Okay. Even though I'm a, even though I'm a fan of the character, I don't okay. want. Okay. Toon Ganondorf. Okay. Is the uh, the pig that that yeah. version from Wind Waker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go to go inside uh, or to coincide with Toon Link. I like it. I like it. So let's give a rundown of our uh, of our list of ten potential characters that could be coming to the Super Smash Brothers version on the Nintendo Switch. Um, starting with my pick and then going every other pick. So Brian Elfrin Caro, Brian Elfrin Caro, etc. We have Ice Climbers, Ridley, Shovel Knight, Waluigi, King Karul, Crash Bandicoot, John Cena, <laughs> Dr. Wily, <laughs> Gino, and Toon Ganondorf. Um, very, ideally, very solid list. I'm willing to say at least one of these makes the list. I think so. I think I think it's a pretty diverse list, and I think we, we hit... We did hit a lot of Nintendo characters, and I do think that's kind of be where, going to be where they pull inspiration yeah. from is Nintendo characters. Obviously, we went off a little bit with uh, Crash Bandicoot and John Cena. Yeah, but you, but you, but you know what? Uh, Crash Bandicoot does stand a good chance. Yeah, so, so does, does, so does John so, Cena. So, so, no, no, because uh, every iteration um, past the original one has had a non-Nintendo uh, IP right. show up. Right. So it's possible. My, my other... Uh, Possible runners up. John Cena doing an F, like an uh, attitude adjustment to uh, to like Princess Zelda or something. Oh. <laughs> my, my, my near miss picks were Shadow the Hedgehog, Knuckles. I didn't really want to go too heavy into that because you already have Sonic, but mm-hmm. I guess I can see them fitting in. Yeah. Hopefully not Sonic Boom style because no. I, I don't like the I don't like the new. I, I think the show is good. Mm-hmm. I don't think the. Uh, the, the, the new look is all that great. Right. At least we didn't say any more like Fire Emblem characters because I think they have enough Fire Emblem characters in Smash Brothers. <laughs> way, way too many. And I love people who carry the sword, you know. And, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I think my, one of my top uh, players when I play Smash Brothers is I play as Marth. Okay, yeah. I'm also really big into Ganondorf. And right. if they ever play, I will wreck you. I doubt it. I'm pretty good. Okay. I'm pretty good. But uh, yeah, hopefully we do find out some more information on Super Smash Brothers coming to the Nintendo Switch here in the near future. It's obviously, like I said, we know it's coming. It's all but been confirmed. Um, and I'll hang on to this list and we'll see if we get any of them right when they do. Like I said, they could literally be just a straight port with no additional characters. So who knows? Don't do that to me, Nintendo. No, I hope not. I hope not. I hope that it is. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Mr. Tom Nook and Simon Belmont are sitting out outside the window. Give us back Pichu, Okay. <laughs> and, and put Tom Nook in there because I think he'd be a cool character. Even though, I he, say, even I, though he was vetoed off the list, but I, I trust me, you know I love Animal Crossing. I just no. don't think he'd make the list. Well, I could have said Jingle or Jack, yeah. Tortimer, or <laughs> <laughs> no, it's everyone's favorite cat, Kiki. 
<laughs> All right, so I do believe it's time for everyone's favorite segment. This year, year, year in video game history, history, history. Mm-hmm. All right, buckle up, kids, because we're firing up the Wayback Machine, going all the way back to 1996, mm. okay? The president of these United States was William Jefferson Clinton. The Dallas Cowboys defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 30 with a score of 27-17, to 17, mm-hmm. and they've never been anywhere close since. <laughs> the greatest baseball team in all the lands, my New York Yankees, defeated the Atlanta Braves in Game 6 with a score of 3-2. to two. Poor, poor Indians. One, one day. Uh, game 7. Uh, Chicago Cubs. Mm. Don't, I don't like to talk about that stuff to this day. So, in the world of music, uh, in the world of music, Tupac Shakur would release All Lies on Me. Rage Against the Machine put out Evil Empire. The Spice Girls put out their classic Spice World. Your favorite. Odelay from Beck. Uh, and the Grammy Award for Album of the Year went to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Great, right. great stuff. Uh, 96 was a good year for music, though. It was a good year. No, it was. And 96 was a lot of classic games, uh, all of which now can legally drink, so salute. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, so first off on PC... Uh, we saw the debut of Duke Nukem 3D, released by 3D Realms. Uh, it's often considered to be the one responsible for popularizing the first-person shooter. Yeah. Uh, we also see from uh, ID Software, or id Software, yeah. Quake, yeah. as well as the fourth episode of Doom. So the, the, the final Doom brought Doom to a completion. Um, from Blizzard Entertainment, my favorite. they brought a little developer called Condor, and they renamed him Blizzard North, and released the first game in one of my all-time favorite series. I hope you like it as well. The action hack-and-slash... Diablo. Mm-hmm. I great. love me some Diablo. Jello's great. Uh, also also on PC in 96. Besides Nintendo, Blizzard is my favorite developer of all time. I love Blizzard. Absolutely love Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard got some good stuff. <laughs> uh, also on PC in 96, as well as the PS1 and the Sega Saturn, Tomb Raider. The hours I plan play, playing with and playing as Lara Croft. <laughs> I love Tomb Raider <laughs> so, so much. Believing it in. Them polygons. <laughs> Uh, in the arcades, we saw the light gun cl- classic Time Crisis mm, and game. the first appearance of Dead of Our Life. Uh, so in 96, we got introduced to Bandai's Tamagotchi Virtual Pets. Yes. That counts as a video game. Those were so uh, big back in the day. And it was, in 96 was the founding of, <laughs> 96 was the founding of Valve. Mm. You know, go on to go with the Steam platform. Steam, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, console-wise, we got the Game Boy Pocket. And in September of 96, we got this little system no one ever heard of called the Nintendo 64. No, never heard of it. Oh, I love it in 64. Uh, so notable releases for 96, obviously Super, Super Mario, Mario 64, 64, Pilot Wings, 64 being the release titles. Uh-huh. Um, Cruising US. But we also, for the US, of course. Uh-huh. Um, other great uh, first uh, series, we have Crash Bandicoot on PS1. Mm. Yep. Knights into Dreams. Yes. Guardian Heroes. Dragon Force and Blazing Heroes for Sega Saturn. Dragon Force. And as mentioned earlier, SNK put out the first Metal Slug. And rounding out 1996, we saw the Japanese release for Pokemon Red and Green. We would get Pokemon Red and Blue two years later. Yep. And that has been this year in video game history. History, history, history. history. So yeah, a lot of big games. <laughs> A lot of big games from '96, man. Uh, yeah, obviously, obviously, the standouts for me there obviously were the Nintendo 64 and Super Mario 64. Um, back in '96, that was when they still would put these consoles in stores like Toys R Us, which is where I actually played the Nintendo 64 for the first time. They had it in my local Toys R Us probably 
I want to say like a month or two before the, the system actually released. I think it came out in September, if I'm not mistaken. Um, my grandma picked it up for me and gave it to me for Christmas that year. Um, so I, I want to say it was probably maybe July or August of, of, of 1996 when I first played the, uh, the N64. And I was playing Super Mario 64 at Toys R Us. Uh, luckily, I was the only kid there. Um, I was 10 in 96 when, uh, when this came out. So, um, you know, I just was blown away by Super Mario 64. And I, I know I've said this in the past, but I literally just stood out there outside of the Peach's Castle in the Mushroom Kingdom and just walked around. I, I climbed trees. I jumped off trees. I jumped in the water. Yeah. I spent, when I first got my personal, my own Nintendo 64, you know, I didn't go all N64 kid like the video on YouTube. I wasn't super crazy like that or anything like that. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, I did. Uh, I did really, really enjoy the N64. And when I took it home, because how we always did Christmas uh, in my family, Christmas Eve was always my grandma's house, and then my mom and I would go home, and then uh, we'd go to bed, and then Christmas morning, my grandma would come over to our house, and we'd do Christmas morning at. at at my personal house. So I got the N64 on Christmas Eve and we took it home. I hooked it up and I honestly did not go to bed that night. I, I stayed up. I played, I think <laughs> I, I think I had Cruising USA and um, Pilot Wing 64 and Super Mario 64 were my three launch titles that, that my grandma picked up for me. And I spent way too much time just standing outside that stupid little area in the, in the, <laughs> outside the Mushroom Kingdom. I probably played that area for two to three hours, just walking around, jumping on trees, trying to, you know, do whatever I could. Like, I, I didn't, obviously, I knew I had to go in the castle, but I was trying to find everything I could outside the castle. Because usually, you know, what, what I was used to with the Mario game when we loaded up Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, or 3, or Super Mario World on the SNES, you just played and you started playing and, you know, you would progress through a level and move on to the next one. So I was trying to progress in that area, not knowing, hey, I should just walk through the castle and, you know, go to other these worlds. And it just revolutionized the way I thought of a Mario game and then how I thought of games in general. So Absolutely. Yeah. The way, the way I play games in general, too, is um, I, I look at every nook and every crane yeah, when I'm going. Well, and you know, if I'm playing, if I'm, if I'm, play, if I'm playing. Like I'm playing Resident Evil, uh, you know, there's zombies chasing me, but I don't care because I have to see. Yeah, you gotta, to see you this, gotta this, find this. that treasure chest. You gotta find that, you know, herb or something like that. Yeah, you know, that that's just how that's how I am. You know, mm. I, I look at every little thing, and it frustrates people when they watch you play video games. Yeah, same. Like, but, Jessica hates watching me play games because I do that. <laughs> if I ever go to Let's Play, uh, I'm sure everybody be yelling at me. Mm, probably, but yeah, um, well. no, and like. For me, that style, the how I play games, it makes it actually really hard to play games for review because, you know, I take way too much time playing these games. You know, more, ga more time than I probably should. And I could probably get through games a lot quicker if I just played them straight through and without, you know. But then I feel like I miss so much stuff. Like I miss, you know, the exploration. I miss, um, you know, doing things and, and finding little hidden secrets and Easter eggs. And I, I like that stuff about games. But um, I, I'm trying to get better with it because I do want to get reviews out more in a timely manner, especially when I get codes early from the publishers and developers. Um, but like I said, once I'm caught up, which I'm, I'm, I'm getting caught up, thank God I'm finally getting caught up, it's <laughs> going to be, I'm going to be in a much better spot. You'll see when I actually am. I'll be in a much, much, much better spot. Yeah. So. So yeah, other big standout for me was uh, other than Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my God, did I play the hell out of this! And this is back when uh, multiplayer online was calling someone up uh, via mm -hmm. modem, uh, connecting you know per person to person. Right. Uh, I, I would actually play with my cousin. I'd be in here. I'd be here. He'd be in Ohio, uh, and we we were playing Duke Nukem. Good state. 
Yes, uh, out of all the states, it's in the top. It's in the bottom two percent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's math. Uh, no, nah, I have no problem with Ohio. I have a lot of family in Ohio. Uh, uh, Cleveland rocks. Uh, As they say. Yeah, uh, but yeah, oh my god, did I play the hell out of Duke Nukem? I'm yeah. very disappointed in the obviously the the, most <laughs> the later one. version. We, the most recent we got. I uh, definitely trash. took a dump all over. But yeah, like that and Quake mm-hmm. and Tomb Raider. I was very big into PC gaming yeah. a- after Doom. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't play so much N64. I was I was more so PC. Oh, see, yeah. once the N64 uh, came out, I was all N64. Even though I had a PlayStation... I mean, N64 I, just capped me to no end. I, I got 64, uh, I want to say, 98, 99. Latecomer. Yeah. I picked up towards the end, but then again, I managed to scoop up the games for a little cheaper. Yeah. Although, to be fair... 80, 80 bucks never, instead of 90 bucks. I was going to say, the Nintendo <laughs> games don't really go down all that much. Even to this day, you know, no. uh, they, they hold their value. Mm-hmm. They do. They never you know, do so sales either, which is crazy. You know, I mean, some games that came out on the Wii U are still 60 bucks. Yeah, you know, and I'm not spending uh, sixty bucks for uh, one two switch. I'm sorry. No, wouldn't spend twenty bucks for it. No, yeah, that should that should, that should have been packed in. That's, I agree. That's a, that, that should have been that, a package, that, that, and I think that would have made people happy. I, I'm a little bitter about that, to be honest. But that's it is what it is. What it is. Yep. You know, I'm sure I'm sure they'll pack in the title when they do the next run. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump to the uh, the new releases for the week of July 31st, which is the day this posts, Monday. So we're going to go through the 31st up through the 5th on any games that are coming out this coming up week. Starting on Tuesday, August 1st, we have a game I know you're excited about, The Long Dark. I really am excited about this one. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be on the back burner a little while right. while I play so- while I play me some Sundered. Yeah, but uh, I talked you into getting another game over this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but trust me, it's going to get played. I'd love me the survival uh, genre games. So yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, The Long Dark is a thoughtful ex- and these, these all the descriptions I usually read come from Steam or the official website for for these games. So The Long Dark is a thoughtful exploration exploration survival experience that challenges solo players to think for themselves as they explore and expand of frozen wilderness in the aftermath of a geomagnetic disaster. There are no zombies, only you, the cold, and all the threats Mother Nature can muster. This like, game actually sounds really cool to me. Um, no, it does. I do, I do like the survival, mecha- like the survival aspect mechanics of, of these type of games. Um, and the fact that there's just no zombies, because I'm sick of zombies, I'm, I'm over zombies. And just that, you know, it's just you against Mother Nature in, in the cold wilderness, a snowy, vast wilderness, it it definitely sounds cool to me. Um, this game has been in early access on Steam for quite some time now, and it has twenty three thousand five hundred and thirty six as of the time of this recording very positive reviews from wow. users. Which it's I mean that's that's phenomenal. So this is definitely a game I do want to uh, to pick up at some point. I don't know if I'll be able to get it right away or check it out right away, but hopefully I will be able to because it is something I'm looking forward to as well. Exactly. Yeah, I've been following this one for quite a while, waiting for it to come out. Yeah. Um, I avoided what I avoided spoilers like you wouldn't believe. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, you, you don't want to know what to do when you get in the game. You want to exactly and play and a survival and see if you die or not. <laughs> exactly. In, in a survival game, that's what you want to do. You you want to just throw yourself into that character. Yep. So can you wear uh, a mask? Well, I will be wearing a mask while I play the game, of course. <laughs> uh, whether I'm playing game character is another, another uh, deal. Right. But yeah, this is definitely going to be a great game. Um, 
Hopefully by Christmas, I'll, I'll we'll be playing the Long Dark. Yeah, definitely. We'll, at, at, the, at the latest. And when when we do, we'll definitely share our stories and see who uh, who is able to survive longer. Probably me. This guy. This guy. Probably me. <laughs> so also on Tuesday, a remaster is coming up uh, for PlayStation Four. We're getting Patapon remastered, which Patapon is an innovative rhythm-based two D platform action game marching to the PlayStation Four with revitalized graphics output and a four K resolution in ten eighty p. So it says, an iconic PlayStation game, players are tasked with leading the colorful Patapons, a brave and noble tribe, through a series of epic battles against opposing armies and gigantic monsters. In a distinct gameplay twist, action and rhythm are intertwined as players utilize drum beats to march, attack, and defend, ultimately leading the Patapon tribe to victory. I actually have never played Patapon. I know um, over, at, I have. over at Kinda Funny, this Greg Miller, this is one of his favorite games. I know he's super excited for the Patapon remastered uh, version. It's something I definitely want to pick up at this point. I do think that, um, you know, and I, I only think it's going to be it's going to be pretty cheap too when it comes out because it's just a small little game remastered. But what do you think? You said you played it, so I, I have played it. It's, it's fun, you know. As I, I don't, I, I've said it earlier in the episode. I don't really play too many rhythm kind of right, games, right, right. but it's 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 a very it's a pretty game as is. The remaster is going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, the game is the game definitely has a very artistic style to it, so. Yeah, um, I, when I remember my original playthrough, I didn't have any problems with it. I, I, it was it was awesome, and this is going to be a, probably a twenty dollar game with it. Yeah, I can't imagine it's going to be much more than that. Um, I don't think it's actually on the store yet. I'm trying to see here, but oh, it is. Let's see. Let's see how much it is. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to try out Patapon Remastered. Like I said, it's it's on sale for twelve bucks. Oh, you better. Yeah, it's 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 only going to be fifteen, and with the twenty percent off that you can get it right now, it's twelve bucks. So, honestly, that's a no brainer. Pick it up. I might even buy yeah. it this week and, and talk about it next week. So. Nah, honestly, I I can see you digging this game. This you know I, I haven't played many of the, of the genre, but I really really like that one. Yeah, so super excited. Um, also on Tuesday, the last Tuesday release this week, we have a little game coming to PlayStation VR called Dino Frontier. This one is described as. Dino Frontier lets you build and manage a frontier settlement in a world where the Wild West and Jurassic collide. You assume the role of big mayor overlooking your settlement in tabletop scale VR. You must carefully balance resources while growing your town. Wild dinosaurs roam the land acting as both dangerous foe and tantalizing assets. Um, this game, before I sold my PlayStation VR because you know it, it made me sick and it just really wasn't working well with my glasses because I do have really bad vision. My glasses are kind of thick and big. Um, this, this, the, the PlayStation VR headset really wasn't comfortable to me with my glasses on. I mean, it fit and I was able to, uh, you know, I was able to, to play some of these games, but it never was snug to my face. It never kind of locked in. And I always had a little bit of light sticking out underneath, which kind of, you know, was, you know, took me out of the, yeah. um, took me out of the realm of virtual reality at that point. Cause I could see kind of underneath me, but Everything that I played on VR, for the most part, you know, some some standouts that that truly made me sick were Here They Lie, which was a horror game, and Robinson: The Journey, which was a game that had you crash land on a planet where dinosaurs actually currently existed. And I was super excited to play Robinson, but just the fact that like these games, just with the the locomotion that they had implemented in them, moving around, made me really really sick. And I was only able to play these games for twenty thirty minutes at a time without you know feeling sick. And when I would take the headset off, like I was just dripping sweat, you know, I just felt nauseous. I would have to lay down for like an hour or two to recover. And to me, that just wasn't worth it. So I ended up selling the PlayStation VR. And, um, you know, I, I do want to get a VR system again. 
whether it be another PlayStation VR when they when they've made the technology a little bit better so that I don't get sick all the time, or possibly even try out something like the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vive, which I know the HTC Vive is definitely the way to go if you can afford it. It's the the best of the uh, the best of the three. So. Um, but yeah, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised I haven't been able to fix that yet. Because go, go, just going back, uh, I'll, I'll talk about an abortion of a system. Uh, the Virtual, virtual Boy. Boy. <laughs> um, I, a little funny story about this one. I'm going to sidetrack for a little bit. Sure. Uh, when Virtual Boy first came out, uh, there's a local chain over here in New York called PC Richards, and they uh, it's, it's a big electronics store. Yeah. So. Uh, it came out, and El Caro was walking up, and he's like, ooh, it's Virtual Boy. I'm going to play Virtual Boy. So I popped it on, and I'm playing. Did you have to take and... the mask off? This, this, this is one of the few times that I went out in public without a mask. Mm. Uh, yeah, so once again, everybody was just swarming me, and they were in love. Well, I thought they uh, didn't know who you were at the time, because you obviously were just a little child. Little El Francaro? Little El Francaro. So, so, so I'm playing this, and I, uh, the game I were playing was tennis, mm. um, and it, it looked cool, but it was it was making me queasy. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was it's red and black, and it was just it was it wasn't very it wasn't working for me, and I f- dropped the, the I actually dropped the system and broke a Virtual Boy in store, and had to slyly find my parents and be like. We gotta go now, uh, and like what? Like we gotta go now. I broke that thing, and my mother saw it. And... <laughs> so, 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 my mother got my father and my sisters and got into the car, and then you know we zoomed out of there, and then I got whooped. <laughs> <laughs> Which I deserved. I'm not gonna say I didn't deserve it, uh, but yeah, like. That was, the, that was one of the reasons that people didn't buy the Virtual Boy, other than it being stupid and black. Um, it was making people sick. Yeah. If you can't stand to play 20, 30 minutes of this thing, you know, it's the reason, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm holding off that and the fact that I don't, I don't want to drop four or five hundred bucks right. for something I'm only going to play for seconds at a time. Right. Whenever, whenever I actually build a, a legit studio in my house, um, I, I do want to do like half of that studio room to be like a virtual reality room as well. Like I do want to drop the money and get an HTC Vive because that's full room scale VR. Like you can yeah. stand up and move around. And, and that's kind of what I want with VR. Obviously sitting down on a couch and playing PlayStation VR, nice experience if you don't get sick. And I know a lot of people don't get sick with it. Um, it's just some people like me have issues with it and you know, it just made me sick to my stomach every single time I played it. But going back to Dino Frontier, it was actually one of the games I was actually really looking forward to playing on the PlayStation VR. So it uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm not going to be able to check it out at this time. But hopefully, at some point, I'll be able to. Um, you know, it's not um, it's not being published by Sony, so there is a chance that this could come to Steam as well and work with the Oculus or the Vive. So mm-hmm. at some point, that'd be cool. But dude, just building a little frontier town and trying to you know save it from dinosaurs and sounds cool. I like it. I'm, I'm, Clever I'm digging girl, it. I'm digging it, digging it. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's jump to uh, Tuesday. We have two more releases coming for the uh, for this week uh, on Tuesday, which is when. Or I'm sorry, on on the second, which is Wednesday. So I don't know why I was saying Tuesday. We have a game called Tacoma coming from uh, Fulbright, which is a um, what else did they do? They did uh, Gone Home, I think it was. New look. Uh, Gone Home, yeah, Gone Home, which was a very popular. Um, for lack of a better term, walking simulator. 
Um, <laughs> kind of like everyone's gone to the Rapture or Dear Esther. Uh, I hate using that term walking simulator because I, I, I don't want to, I don't say it in a derogatory way, but that's what those games are. You just walk around. I mean, even like what remains of Edith Finch more or less was a walking simulator. Um, you know, you just walk around from one point to the next and experience the story, which is cool. I, I actually really dig those games, but their latest game coming out is called Tacoma and Tacoma is a sci-fi narrative adventure set aboard a high-tech space station in the year 2088. Explore every detail of how the station's crew lived and worked, finding the clues that add up to a gripping story of trust, fear, and resolve in the face of disaster. This game sounds super cool to me, and I, it is one that I want to check out. It's only 20 bucks on Steam. Uh, for the, uh, the special promotion, if you want to pre-purchase it, the actual offer ends on the 1st, which is Tuesday, so... Uh, it's seventeen ninety They're giving it ten percent off. Um, I think that's worth it for a game like this. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to pick this up right away. Like I said, I am trying to finish Final Fantasy twelve, and I I got to get through Trails of Cold Steel, which is a ninety hour game. But this is definitely on my radar. Uh, one that I do want to pick up in the future um, if I if I don't get it sooner. So definitely looking forward to Tacoma. And then the last release is one that I actually just mentioned. It comes out on Wednesday, August second. The Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel. Um, this one is at Thor's Military Academy, Erebonia's best, learn everything from the art of war to liberal arts. First year, Ray and Schwarzer learns he's been selected to join the controversial Class 7, and they'll need to deal with more than just class warfare. They'll need to safeguard their country from chaos. Um, this comes from developer Nihon Falcom. It's being brought here to by Exceed Games. Uh, Nihon Falcom, they are without a doubt probably the best developer for for jrpgs at this point in time uh you know they're they're obviously doing really well with the legend of hero series um they do ease they do um uh trails not trails uh tokyo like the xanadu series um just and killer soundtracks shout out to bg mania but uh you know they do they do killer soundtracks as well for all of their games so this is like I mentioned, it's one back during what we were playing. It's a game that I skipped out on the PS3 and the uh, the Vita, and I've I've since started jumping into it thanks to Xseed on the PC, and I'm definitely looking forward to getting further into it. And hopefully, I will have a review up sometime in the next. I want to say the next week or two. Obviously, I, I I'm, I'm like I said, I'm hoping to get a review done by the time this the game comes out because I would like to get it you know and have it be relevant. But um, no guarantees. Like I said, I, I do want to give it the time and attention it deserves. Um, yeah, the you know the embargo is is on on the second, which is the game comes out. So we'll see if I can get it done by then. If I can get far enough in the game, uh, I, ideally, I like to finish games before I review them. So um, you know, like sure. I said, I'm I'm still near the beginning of the game. I don't want to really say where I'm at right this, at this point, but I'm near the beginning of the game, and I I realistically could probably if I did nothing all day tomorrow monday and tuesday get pretty far into this game which i like i said i I have my slate pretty well clear i just got to get some videos edited and um you know get these podcasts up but other than that um not much going on so we'll see i might be able to pull this off um no promises though (laughs) (laughs) let's hold them to it guys let's hold them to it no promises though (laughs) so but yeah this game i i cannot recommend it enough if you're into jrpgs definitely um give it a shot give it a look out when it comes out on the second you will not be disappointed so um anything that we didn't cover that you want to that you want to mention or jump to anything of anything that we didn't say no i think we covered it all didn't we all right
right. So all right. Let's uh, let's start wrapping this one up for the week. Um, so we want to thank every each and every one of you again for sticking with us and listening to Max Level. Uh, if you enjoyed what we had to say, please leave, like this video, leave a comment down below. If you're watching the video version of this podcast on YouTube, if you didn't like what we had to say, let us know that too. I mean, we'll definitely we'll take negative comments and feedback and. You know, if we can do something better, or you want us to do something better, or do something different, let us know. We'll, uh, we're open to all suggestions and, and implementations of feedback. So, and if you have any ideas for what we should do at our 1,000 subscriber base, let us know because we haven't come up with anything yet. But um, I'm game. Okay, you you guys, you guys be creative. I'm game. We are we are contemplating a few things, but nothing is set in stone. So, if you have any suggestions for us, let us know. Maybe we'll uh, we'll take them into account. Um. After you're done with all that, be sure to subscribe to us here on YouTube. Every little bit, every subscriber helps. Like I said, we're um, as we record this, we're closing in on 400. Who knows what we'll be at when we actually post this? And then, like I said, we're 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 marching to that thousand. So we want to see how long it takes us to get there, and um, hopefully, it won't be too long. But obviously, we we are being realistic, so we probably still have a little bit of time. But we are, like I said, we are contemplating what we want to do at that thousand base mark. Because at that point, after the thousand, we'll probably, we probably won't do anything again until maybe 5,000. We'll kind of, kind of pick it, we'll go from there. But, um, like I said, subscribe to us here on YouTube, follow us over on Twitter at OriginalLDG and on twitch.tv slash leveldowngames. I do want to say I have not been active on Twitch um, I, as much as I should be. I do need to get better at that. Um, I, I realistically want to stream twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on Twitch. Um, I just, like I said, I have so much other stuff going on and trying to get caught up with these reviews. It's just been taking a lot of my time away. So once I am caught up, I'm going to have a lot more time to do things. Um, and I, I do want to start streaming for a few hours a day on Tuesdays and Fridays. I think that would be good to kind of get a consistent schedule there. Because we have been really consistent on YouTube. I mean, all, if, you, if you've noticed our content when we, when we upload on YouTube, um, we're, we're consistently putting up max level on Mondays at 9 a.m. BG Mania goes up Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, our wrestling podcast, goes up Thursdays at 9 a.m. Reviews generally go up when they're done, whenever that may be. And then um, our top 10 goes up Fridays at 9 a.m. And then the nightly scoop is Monday through Thursday, right around 11 p.m. Eastern. So we, we are very consistent with our uploads on YouTube. I just need to get more consistent on Twitch as well. So doing all those things ensure that you never miss an episode of any of those podcasts that I just mentioned. And then um, you'll be able to see all of our reviews, you know, all of our excellent in-depth reviews, the nightly scoop news reports, and everything that we do. Jessica's uh, Akibento unboxing video, any Let's Plays we do, all that and so much more. And then all of this can be found on our main website, on the internet, hopefully yours as well, leveldowngames.com. We appreciate all the support, every single like, subscriber, and follower that we receive, and that is going to do it for this week. So until then, we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.